Can we trust anybody catching passes from Davis Mills? That's the decision we're going to have to make today on the Run the Sims podcast. I'm your host, Adam Wildy. This is brought to you by RunTheSims.com, and we are discussing Thursday night showdown. This week, we've got the Carolina Panthers going to Houston. Houston is home underdogs. Houston is actually plus eight. They've been actually a very competitive team so far this year. I've been thoroughly impressed considering they have one of the worst rosters in the last decade. Um, Since I've been playing fantasy football, I can't remember a worse roster. I think they have 40 uh, new new faces in the building this year, including a new head coach. So um, I thought that uh, 0-17, the first 0-17 ever, was uh, going to be viable, but um, Houston already got a W against Jacksonville, and they looked pretty good. Tyrod looked pretty good, so very unfortunate that um, the first injury we're going to have to discuss today is Tyrod Taylor, who has been declared out already with the hamstring injury. He's actually been put on IR, which puts him out at least three games. Super unfortunate for him. Every time he plays, he looks great. Well, not great, but he looks pretty dang good, and he gets injured it's it's actually very unfortunate so now we've got davis mills to talk about forward thinking on the show we've also got nico collins with an injury uh he's been placed on injury reserve so he will not be playing um that's going to give us a lot of salary relief like danny amandola but wait danny amandola is also her amandola has been roomed ruled out heading into week three versus the panthers so now we're dumpster diving. Anthony Miller has been a healthy scratch for a while now. He's probably going to be playing. I think he's a talented player. I believe he was a second-round pick in the NFL draft from the Bears, um, second or third, maybe third. So there was talent to be had. Um, also, like Chris Conley for, in his first year away from the Chiefs. Um, I wouldn't mind that either. So we've got Sam Darnold at the top here. He's going to be 11,200. 11, um, you know, he's had a pretty solid start to the year. Um, He's going to be one of the first people we talk about on this slate because uh, we have one quarterback that's uh, Sam Darnold, who's looking okay, and then we have Davis Mills. So, okay, how are we going to capitalize on that, right? So let's go over to uh, Run the Sims, analyze our playbook. And once this spits out, we're going to talk about our top uh, play of the week, which is of course going to be Christian McCaffrey. Um, you guys didn't need this show for me to tell you that. So Christian McCaffrey is appearing in 88% of total lineups. That's the highest this year uh, by far. Um, he's appearing at 44% captain, highest this year by far. So fade at your own risk. Um, figure out how to get contrarian elsewhere. Um, maybe we're going to have some Texans on slots run back with Christian McCaffrey captain. That's Probably going to be relatively contrarian, so let's keep going down the list. Just remember, Christian McCaffrey, 88% of our optimal lineups, 44% in the captain. Sam Darnold's appearing in 62% of the optimal lineups. He's appearing in captain only 7.96% of the time. Davis Mills is appearing in captain actually uh, a good bit more than Sam Sam Darnold, relatively speaking. I mean, it's only 1%, but it's the difference between Davis Mills and and Sam Darnold. So uh, Davis Mills is appearing in 50% of the lineups as a flex and 8% as a captain. Brandon Cooks is appearing in 11.94% in the captain spot. That's also very respectable because after that, you've got 3% Anthony Miller, 2% Chris Collinley, 5% Robbie Anderson, 5% DJ Moore, 3% Mark Ingram. So you've got four players at the top in Christian McCaffrey, Sam Darnold, Davis Mills, and Brandon Cooks, um, close to 10%. And then a bunch of fives, threes, twos, zeros. 
so we're probably going to predicate our lineups around those four in the captain spot and see how we can get contrarian elsewhere because it's going to be a tough slate. Now, keep in mind these games that nobody are excited about is really where you can get really strange and you're going to see things like a Chris Conley lineup winning or a Robbie Anderson after two disappointing weeks or a Terrace uh, Marshall lineup um, end up crushing because it's just going to be a weird game and nobody's interested and the total's low. And by the way, the total is 43 and a half. I missed that one at the beginning. So very low total. Of course, the running back that's favored by eight, that's the best in the league is going to be an incredible amount of our lineups. So let's go over to, to our custom lineups here. We've got a Davis Mills captain uh, with a frequency of 35, very high. And we don't have a, um, a tie for highest frequency this week. So, uh, Davis Mills at captain, Brandon Cooks in the flex, Christian McCaffrey, Sam Darnold, Chris Conley, Anthony Miller. It's a very contrarian lineup for our first build, and I kind of love it. So uh, Davis Mills is someone that I'm going to be targeting a lot at captain because nobody's going to want to do it because, frankly, he's just not very good. And that's okay. He wasn't drafted super high. Um, the, probably not going to be the franchise quarterback, but the team in a huge rebuild took a shot at quarterback behind Tyrod Taylor because they didn't know what was going to happen with Sean Watson. So there's a lot of Davis Mills hate, and I don't know if all of it's warranted. I think it's some something that we could capitalize on. So this is huge for, for our frequency of 35, our highest frequency, because it's also a contrarian lineup that we can play in uh, mid to even large field tournaments. I mean, you have a Davis Mills triple stack at your captain spot running back a running back and his quarterback. Granted, they're going to be the two highest sense players on the slate, but they're paired together without any DJ Moore, any Robbie Anderson, no Terrace Marshall, not even any Dan Arnold. So I love that. The next lineup, of course, is going to be a Christian McCaffrey lineup. This is a frequency of 29, so six less times this one out of 10,000. Christian McCaffrey's at captain. Anthony Miller, Brandon Cooks, Robbie Anderson, Chris Conley, Davis Mills. So it's a Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson lineup with no Sam Darnold. That's actually going to be a little bit contrarian as well. Just two pass catchers from the favorite team without their quarterback. Um, don't mind that either if you have to play Christian McCaffrey. I think one way you're going to be able to get weird with Christian McCaffrey is going to be not playing Sam Darnold and playing one of the pass catchers. Whether it be DJ Moore, Terrace Marshall is going to be the least owned, I'm sure. We don't have our projections up yet. This is Wednesday night, so we will have our ownership projections up tomorrow. And when they come out, I'm pretty sure that Terrace Marshall is going to be the lowest owned. Uh, I don't mind stacking Christian McCaffrey, a captain with whoever the lowest owned Panthers receiver is, and then running the best, the rest with uh, whatever Texans you fit in. Um, but I would definitely include Brandon Cooks and, and Davis Mills. So David, uh, Christian McCaffrey captain um, with Robbie Anderson might be the lowest owned actually because of price. And then Davis Mills, Anthony Miller, Chris Conley, Brandon Cooks, something like that. So we'll go down. We'll, let's, let's look at one more because I want to talk about one that's not a big four captain lineup. So uh, Chris Conley and the captain run back with uh, flex of Christian McCaffrey, Sam Darnold, Terrace Marshall, Brandon Cook, Davis Mills. Uh, don't mind this one either. I talk, talked about it last show. I don't really go three by three very often. I just think people naturally gravitate towards three by three builds. Um, if it's contrarian elsewhere, if it's got a good pivot off of a high price player, like if you played Aaron Jones instead of Devontae Adams in a three by three lineup, okay, that's fine. You you got your ownership percentage somewhere else. 
So let's go over to DraftKings and let's try to build the lineup that I was just talking about. So we're going to have Christian McCaffrey and captain. For now, let's put Terrace Marshall and assume that he's going to be the lowest owned uh, Panthers wide receiver. We're going to bypass Sam Darnold, DJ Moore. We're going to put in Brandon Cooks. We're going to put in Davis Mills. We're going to have two spots left. Scroll down a little bit. Uh, Chris Conley is only 1,600. That's amazing. And then we have 5'9 left. That leaves us Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, Dan Arnold. Um, you could roll the dice in tournaments on one of these running backs. All three of them have been involved. All three of them have scored touchdowns. The three I'm speaking of are Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram, David Johnson, and Philip Lindsay. All three of them have produced actually reasonably well. Um, So if you wanted to roll the dice on one of them, I wouldn't mind putting Philip Lindsay in. I don't think it's super important to stack Davis Mills with two or with three pass catching options because I think you're already going to be relatively contrarian with just two pass catching options. I don't think people are going to be super excited about playing Davis Mills. He's probably going to rival the Jared Goff ownership we had a couple slates ago. And I believe Jared Goff came in at like 35%. So pretty much a position player, like a good position player ownership rather than, you know, when you have uh, Patrick Mahomes playing against uh, Lamar Jackson, I think Lamar Jackson came in at like 60%. And that's what you'll see from a good quarterback or in a good game environment. So in a bad game environment with a bad quarterback, mm, we'll probably see 20, 25% Davis Mills. So if you double sack him, you've got plenty of leverage. You're fine clicking Philip Lindsay here. The only problem is that only leaves you $100 left on the table. And that's probably going to be relatively popular so if you want to actually just click on david johnson and leave 500 on the table just because you know most people clicked philip Lindsay, something i'll talk about every slate all year um build a lineup with one player so for example when we did the tampa bay um i said build a lineup with leonard fournette and then take leonard fournette out and put in ronald jones because everybody clicked on leonard fournette in that lineup so you might see yourself in a field of right on top of uh, 500 people in the tournament standings because you have the exact same lineup as them except for you had Ronald Jones instead of Leonard Fournette. So you are, um, you know, two points above them uh, just from that 1v1 because you left that money off the table. So that's a good way to build it. You built the the optimal with a, with a 1v1. Another thing that you could do here is like, Maybe one of the kickers if you think it's going to be ugly, but I'm not a kicker and tournament kind of person. I just think the upside's not there. If I can put a wide receiver there that can score an 80-yard touchdown, then I'm usually going to do that rather than playing, you know, rather than playing like one of the kickers, even in a game environment like this. Um, Another thing that you can do is take Christian McCaffrey out of here, put Davis Mills at captain. So Davis Mills at captain, Christian McCaffrey in the flex. Um, I'm probably going to have 100. It, it's in a, in a lot of games and uh, a lot of slates. It's worth fading a player like uh, it was worth fading Devontae Adams. Even you know, not even looking at hindsight. And Devontae Adams actually did great, and he ended up being in the winning lineup. So it's not like um, anybody crushed by fading Devontae Adams. But prior to the game it was a smart decision in large field tournaments to play Aaron Jones and not play Devontae Adams or double stack Rogers with MVS and Randall Cobb or MVS and Lazard and not play Adams um, because Adams was going to be so incredibly high owned. So in a lot of slates, it is worth it, especially if you're playing 20 max, playing 150 max to have 
a good handful of lineups that do not have the player that is going to be on every single roster. Um, even if you're just playing those because Christian McCaffrey could get hurt in large field. I mean, somebody won a million dollars with Marcus Mariota last year because Derek Carr got hurt. So it's it's not that uncommon in huge field tournaments to do something like that. But in this instance, you don't necessarily need CMC to um, get hurt um, as much as you just need these low price guys to like absolutely smash or CMC has a 20 point game and DJ Moore outscores them. You really probably just need your one for one to outscore them. Like DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson are probably prime candidates to potentially outscore CMC, but they'd have to have like blow up game. So my point is I'm going to have CMC in every lineup. If you're not going to have him in every lineup, then you should have him in like half your lineups. You know, you shouldn't just do maybe one or two without CMC because then those lineups have to be the absolute best possible lineups on every Every single spot has to be the optimal spot if you paid for Christian McCaffrey. You might as well just play Christian McCaffrey at 88% ownership and pretend that we're playing a five-person showdown slate instead of a six-person showdown slate. So all that to say, I'm going to put Davis Mills at captain and I'm going to swap um, I'm going to swap uh, Christian McCaffrey into the flex here. That's going to leave me 3000 on the table, and we're going to see if we can upgrade from David Johnson. That gets us up to Robbie Anderson, gets us up to Mark Ingram, Ingram. I don't see much difference between David Johnson um, and Mark Ingram because David Johnson has been getting a ton of the receiving work. So even though he hasn't really outscored Mark Ingram on the year in a game where they're minus or plus eight, um, David Johnson could actually see his most work of the year and people are going to naturally gravitate towards Ingram. I almost guarantee that Ingram's going to have the most ownership um, and then Philip Lindsay second and David Johnson third. But this game actually environment actually goes best for david johnson so it's a good opportunity to play david johnson when he's going to be lowest owned out of the three backs um so i don't mind keeping david johnson here uh what i might do here is actually just swap in dj moore and see if there's a punt play down here um anthony miller at a thousand so there we go so davis mills captain brandon cooks chris conley anthony miller dj moore and christian mccaffrey so if you get all if if Sam Darnold gets all of his points from DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey, here you go. This lineup succeeds. Um, if you just have Christian, I mean, you could just run 150 Christian McCaffrey captain lineups this week. And I actually would not fault you one bit. Um, it just depends how contrarian you can get out of that. There's only so many options this week. I guess my best bet is to embrace the volatility in the, uh, Houston Texans wide receiver room because we have absolutely no idea what Anthony Miller is going to do. We have no idea how much involvement they're going to get from like Andre Roberts is going to get some run. So if you want to just embrace that volatility and basically build pretty much one lineup and cycle through as many weird Texan stacks as you can, um, I wouldn't hate if you did a bunch of basically Christian McCaffrey captain cycle through um, the three wide receivers for the Panthers don't play Sam Darnold and just get as weird as you possibly can on the Texan side. And that is a totally viable option on a slate that's going to be this strange. So let's go back over here. Just make sure that when you get your optimal results um, tomorrow, you look at um, the ownership per, uh, projections. It's actually going to be over here on your input. So projected own, projected captain ownership. All of those are zeros right now. 
ownership is going to be massive. I mean, I'm just going to play basically uh, whoever's going to be least owned out of the Texans backfield. I'm going to play whoever's least owned of the Texans wide receiver punts. The last thing we'll talk about today is the projections. Of course, Christian McCaffrey is projected for a whopping 28.2. Yes, that is median projection. That is not on ceiling. That is median projection projected for almost 30 points. Sam Darnold projected almost 10 points less at 19. Brandon Cooks projected for three points less at 16. Davis Mills and Brandon Cooks are both projected for 16. So that's a stack that is going to be the staple of my builds. Um, and then you're going to have DJ Moore at 13, Robbie Anderson at 11, Mark Ingram at 10, um, and then a conglomerate of seven. So Anthony Miller, Chris Conley, Terrace Marshall, David Johnson, Zane Gonzalez, Joe Sly, Panthers, um, all within that seven range. So that's why you're just going to cycle through as many of those as you can. All the way down here, we've got like Farrah Brown projected for five. That's actually decent. Dan Arnold projected for five. Not so great. His price is way too high. I don't think I will play him. In a, even getting contrarian, I'm not going to play Dan Arnold. If he crushes me for three touchdowns tomorrow, sorry, guys. But uh, there's nothing that's going to make me press Dan Arnold tomorrow. Um, and then if you want to play like a complete, complete blowout, um, you could play Christian McCaffrey lineups with Chuba Hubbard and get contrarian. And you could even play Christian McCaffrey lineup or uh, Chuba Hubbard lineups without Christian McCaffrey. But in that case, basically your only scenario for success is other Panthers scoring touchdowns before Christian McCaffrey can. And then Chuba Hubbard gets to ice the game, which doesn't happen as often as we like to think it happens. So something I'll mention a lot, but I just want to caveat that throughout the year you're going to hear me say yeah you can play a couple lineups with the um with the relief pitcher running back but that almost almost never happens it's more of a narrative type thing so that's going to do it for today's run the sims podcast thank you so much for joining us and good luck tomorrow i will catch y'all next time peace